Wise women set healthy boundaries with others, and most importantly, with themselves. They take an inventory on the things that drain their energy and joy from living a fully and intentional life. And they set limits around the intensity and frequency with which they engage in activities that drain them. They value themselves for their unique perspective they bring to the world. They value themselves simply because they exist, not because of any aspect of an identity or their success or their productivity. They attempt to engage in life by being fully present where they are when they are there. And they notice when this isn't happening. Hi, I'm Biz Cush, a life coach and therapist, and your host here on the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. We're talking to women all over the world who found their way back to themselves, to their inner knowing, to their intuition, to their wisest self. We're exploring how to feel alive, authentic, engaged, and fully present in your life. Let's awaken your wise woman. Hi there. I am your host, Biz Cush, and this is the Awaken Your Wise Woman. We are back for season three, and I'm super excited about, well, guests that I've already recorded, guests that are lined up to be on the podcast and be interviewed, and just working on being a little more intentional about the areas that we're focusing on on the podcast so that it feels like I'm bringing real value to you, the listeners, because I really, that's my whole purpose is to bring value to you, to bring insight and information and learning into your world that maybe you wouldn't have found elsewhere. So super excited. Over the summer, We uh, broke 100,000 downloads, so we are now over 100,000 downloads. I meant to tally up how many episodes total between Woman Warriors and the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast have put out in the world, but I didn't do that. So, But this season, (laughs) we will start off again with episode one for season three, so that's super exciting. I had a really great summer, but also a stressful summer beginning At the end of July, I got sick with a chronic health condition that has been pretty dormant for a few years that flared up. So that was tough. I missed a wedding because I was sick. And then right after I started to feel better, I got COVID. So that sucked because as I'm recording this right now, which is the very end of August, I still have a stuffy nose and some remnants of COVID. So this is like four weeks of being ill. So that's frustrating and a pain in the you know what, but here we are feeling better. My energy's back and I'm excited about what's to come here on the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. Over the summer, I also created a new freebie when you sign up for the newsletter and you get three video prompts from me on tips on how to awaken some of your wisest parts. And I'm really proud of them. I'm excited to share them. I'm also working on some mindfulness tips in everyday life for stress. 
So I'm working on that to be an additional freebie for you when you sign up. So if you're interested in getting on that list, because I do share, I give away free coaching sessions. So if you're not on the email list, you should be because it would be your opportunity to get a free 90-minute session with me. Occasionally, I put those out there into the world. So to sign up, you go to elizabethcushcoaching.com. Cush is spelled with a C, elizabethcushcoaching.com forward slash sign up, all one word, sign up. And I would love to have you on the newsletter because I share lots of good stuff there. Lots of freebies there too. So something that uh, came to me over the summer, I was working with some other female entrepreneur, therapist, amazing women, and I wanted to hear from them. And so I asked the women who I believe are wise women, colleagues, friends, people that I trust and respect, their insight into the qualities of a wise woman and what has helped them heal and come into their own as wise women. And I'm excited to share those with all of you. But my feelings about a wise woman, what is a wise woman? I think that we're all wise women and that we can all cultivate the qualities of wise women. I think wise women are compassionate, self-compassionate, kind, caring, curious, creative, present, at peace with themselves, and can find humor in even the most difficult life situations. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on wise women, the qualities, the healing, the energy that you feel when you're in your wisest self. So you can reach out to me through email or DM me through Instagram, but share your thoughts. I'd love to know what is a wise woman to you. I would love to know your thoughts on a wise woman. So here's our first installment on Reflections on a Wise Woman from Raina Lombardi. Hi, Biz. This is Raina Lombardi, owner of Florida Art Therapy Services and host of the Creative Psychotherapist podcast. And I am recording from Fort Myers, Florida. And I'm very excited to answer some of your questions about what it means to be a wise woman. I would say that wise women are people who have taken the time to get to know and befriend their true self. They engage in intentional observation of the words of their inner narrators, perhaps They've even began naming these parts and worked on understanding their origins, their function, and the ways they unintentionally hold them back. In doing so, they may thank those parts and kindly tell them if they don't have anything nice to say, that they're not welcome. They may make time 
for the things that bring peace, joy, love, and laughter in their lives. They care for others and those they love, but not at the expense of themselves, their life force and energy, their needs, or their goals. Wise women set healthy boundaries with others, and most importantly, with themselves. They take an inventory on the things that drain their energy and joy from living a fully and intentional life, and they set limits around the intensity and frequency with which they engage in activities that drain them. They value themselves for their unique perspective they bring to the world. They value themselves simply because they exist, not because of any aspect of an identity or their success or their productivity. They attempt to engage in life by being fully present where they are when they are there, and they notice when this isn't happening. They recognize that as a clue that something is off when they're not paying attention. They appreciate that we are all on a perpetual journey of becoming in this life. They act with integrity and recognize the wisdom of others, which may be different from their own. I think three of the top healing practices that have helped me to become the wise woman I am are creative self-expression, which helps me to tap into my inner truth, wisdom, and intuition. Meditation has been a transformative practice in my life and has helped me to learn to sit with and hold feelings and experiences that seemed intolerable at one time. It has allowed me to create a space of pausing and reflecting instead of reacting, but still working on that. (laughs) And finally, the greatest teacher I think, is Mother Nature herself. There's something about immersing oneself in vast landscapes void of any reference to modernity and society and civilization. And there's something that happens when we're in that grand perspective and taking it all in. And it creates a profound sense of connection to others, to the earth, to the world, to the universe that, I don't know, it just isn't achievable elsewhere. I think my favorite places to contemplate life are the ocean, the mountains, the volcanoes, the sea, great lakes, anywhere in nature, really. I'm fortunate to live by the beach and take refuge there as often as possible, particularly at sunrise. I love getting there before the rest of the world wakes up, and it's just me, the wind, the salty air, the surf, the birds, the sand. Maybe on a lucky morning, I might even be graced by some dolphins swimming near the shore, but most of all, it's just that sense of connecting with nature, and in that space, I feel most open expansive and am able to tap into gratitude in a way that I'm not in other locations. And for women in their midlife, I would say it's never too late to embrace your truth 
and live a life aligned with your hopes, dreams, and desires. Sometimes it's hard to make the changes to create that, but I think it opens up a world of possibility and freedom and satisfaction that if we don't do it, we won't experience it. So it's worth it. And thanks so much for asking me about what it means to be a wise woman. Those wise words are from Raina Lombardi, who is a therapist and group practice owner in Florida. And I just appreciated so much her taking the time to add her thoughts to what a wise woman is, and especially the boundaries piece, both for ourselves and for others, listening to our inner wisdom, valuing ourselves because of who we are, not for any external thing we might have or something that we do. It's about us as ourself, valuing ourself, which is something I, I still work on. And also that we are all on a journey of becoming. What a beautiful phrase. I just love that. I will be bringing more interviews or words of wisdom from other wise women in future episodes, so stay tuned for those. Now back to my reflections on summer and events that have impacted and shaped me and my business. Another thing that happened over the summer, I had a client ask me what were the things that really helped me tap into my inner wisdom, helped me to heal, helped me be the person I am today versus the very anxious, unrecognized, traumatized person that I was in the past. And I think it was hard for me to pick one thing because I believe that healing we need to bring in lots of different strategies and modalities and be open to trying new things when it comes to healing trauma because it's not a one-size-fits-all for everyone. What works for me might not work for you. So what I have found to be best for me which doesn't necessarily mean best for you, but best for me in terms of healing trauma, feeling like I am finally stepping into my wisest self, are my self-compassion practice. So early on in my healing journey, I was either introduced or stumbled upon Kristen Neff's work around self-compassion. And if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard her speak on self-compassion here in her book, Fierce Self-Compassion for Women. And my self-compassion practice has helped me create a better, more understanding, compassionate relationship to my inner critic, which used to kind of rule my life just always looking at the ways I've screwed up or messed up or the ways I felt bad about myself. And 
actively working on treating myself as I would a good friend, someone I really care about and love, has just changed so much for me in my daily living. So that's one thing. Another thing for me has been movement therapy. So I think I've talked about my authentic movement group here on the podcast. It's a group of women led by my friend Megan and trusting and listening to my body to move the way it needs to move to heal, to express joy, to feel pain, to just trust my body to move in a way that resonates with my body in that moment has been life-altering. And I can't even say like, this is why, I just know it's true. And part of that is the trust we have built within this group who of these amazing five other women to move with people you trust to share how that movement has impacted you or resonated with you or brought insight to yourself. Just a beautiful experience. All right. I was going to only share three things, but I have to share four. So meditation, huge meditation. My daily meditation practice has deepened and grown over the years to the point where today I'm not sure how I'd live without it. I don't mean to sound dramatic. I mean, I I get by if I haven't meditated that day, but on the days that I do and when I make it a priority and when I'm consistent, it really helps me listen to myself and really hear me. And that's huge because I was really good at not listening to myself and running around, not recognizing that most of the time I was terrified and fearful and my actions were often coming from fear-based trauma reactions. And meditation has really brought insight into that for me. Amazing. And lastly is weekly therapy. I used to dabble in therapy when I first started being a therapist. I'd gone back to therapy in graduate school. I've had therapy a few times throughout my life once in high school, which was really transformative, and then in college when my last baby was born, and then again came back to it in grad school. And when I found a therapist that really resonated with me, who I felt I could fully trust with whatever I brought to the session and committed to seeing her weekly, it's been transformative as well. And I am now in therapy with a new therapist working on my parts, the exiled wounded parts, my protector parts, and my level of healing has continued to deepen and transform how I relate to myself as well as how I am in relationships. So all of those things are important to me and all of those components I will be bringing in some form or another into the podcast this year. Some other topics that I hope to cover are spirituality. I love talking to spiritual people, people who have found 
comfort and trust in a spiritual practice. I just think it's amazing. So we'll be talking about spirituality in midlife, some midlife stories and challenges, letting go of self-judgment, cultivating our inner wisdom, mindfulness practices, super important, and our feminine power because we rock. And our perspectives, our wisdom, our presence is needed in the world. And if we don't trust that power within ourselves, it's hard to bring it forth into the world. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about that, how to build that sense of self so that we feel empowered to stand up for our values, what we believe is right, and speaking up against discrimination and coercion and abuse and on and on and on. So that's what's coming this season. So um, oh, again, I've already started interviewing people. It's so great. I'm so happy to be back. So I will also be including some new meditations, some coaching tips as well. So yeah, stay tuned. Come on back for season three. And again, please share your thoughts, insights, share with me episodes that resonate with you. You can reach out through my website. There's a contact form there. You can DM me on Instagram. You can give me a shout out on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I have three brand new prompts to awaken your wise woman, and that is your free gift when you sign up for the newsletter. If you've already signed up for the newsletter and got the audio prompts, you know what you can do? You can reach out to me and ask, hey, can you connect me? I already got the audio prompts. I would love the video prompts. They're different. They're a little different. Yeah. Message me. Email me. Say, hey, I want the new prompts. I am happy to send them to you. As I said, I will also be creating some mindfulness meditations and tips to help you manage stress in your everyday life because we've all got it. We've all got it. And it's good when we can figure out how to manage it in small doses versus it building, 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 and taking over our day. Well, I look forward to bringing you this next season of the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad we're back. And I'm looking forward to all these amazing conversations with amazing wise women coming up. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Music by Andy Cush, sound editing by Laura Disler and show notes by Kathy Cush. If you'd like more information about me, Biz Cush, and the resources shared today, go to awakenyourwisewoman.com.